This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Foggy games. I, I cannot remember one that was that cold. It was freezing uh, the entire day. And you kind of wondered at some point, is it going to warm up? Is the sun going to come out? Because sometimes you get those cold weather and then the sun will come out and it kind of heats you up a little bit like a microwave. Did not happen, man. I, w- I froze my ass off on Saturday. The home of dirt and spray. Weekdays, noon to 3. 1080 The Fan. I'm a fan. Download the Radio.com app, make the fan your favorite station, and turn on notifications to get the latest interviews and breaking news on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Anything gets me excited. Take the fan everywhere. I want something. You better give it to me. Download the Radio.com app, make the fan your favorite station, and turn on notifications. Go to Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store now, or 1080 The Fan. The era has become... It all starts with just one thing. This year, resolve to recycle more. Start with paper, bottles, and cans. Recycle electronics at e-waste facilities and complete the cycle by buying items like clothes secondhand. Find tips and more at OneThingUS.com. What's your one thing? Seahawks football is on the fan. Penny stays in. Now he shifts over. Now there's a quick toss to him left side. He turns up field. He stumbles, but he's in. Touchdown, Seahawks. McCord's Vancouver Toyota brings you Seahawks action all season long. Cousins drops back, throws near side. Ball is intercepted. Trey Flowers on the near side. Picks it off at the 25. Presented by McCord's Vancouver Toyota. The Seahawks play here. 1080. Holy Catfish. The Fan. The home of Dirt and Sprague is KFXX, KWJJ HD2, Portland. Yeah. I'm a clean six foot. They make me stand on a box. 1080 The Fan. A radio.com sports station. Now, now, from the Toyota of Portland Sports Desk, a Sports Center update on 1080 The Fan. First on the fan, it took five straight losses, but the Blazers are back in the winner's column. They beat the Wizards on the road 122 to 103 last night. This breaks Portland's five-game losing streak. Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum combined for nearly 60 points. Hassan Whiteside double-doubled with 23 and 21. He also added five blocks to that stat line. Blazers in the midst of a five-game road trip. That continued Sunday versus the Heat. Tip of that game is at 3 o'clock. NFL wildcard action is in full swing this weekend, starting today in the AFC, where at 135, the Bills and Texans will kick off from Houston. You can catch that game on ESPN slash ABC. Then the later games at 515, Tom Brady on the brink of elimination, playing in Foxborough against the Titans. That kick is at 515 on CBS. Then the following day on Sunday, it's NFC action. Vikings and Saints kick off at 1005 on Fox, while... The Seahawks and the Eagles get the NBC kick at 140. There is, in fact, just one bowl game on the docket this Saturday. Southern Mississippi and Tulane squaring off in the Lockheed Martin armed 
Forces Bowl. And this game is actually already in progress with about 3.20 left. Southern Mississippi has a 13-0 lead on Tulane in the first quarter. More sports scores and stories in 30 minutes. Will Darkens from the Toyota of Portland Sports Desk by any car in 85 minutes or less. With 85 and drive, toyotoportland.com, uniquely different. Congratulations to the Rose Bowl champion, Oregon Ducks. From Portland's sports leader, 1080 The Fan. Welcome, sports fans, to another edition of... No, dude! That, that does not fit. What do you want to do? Let's party! It's Ducks game. <laughs> The fan. This is the Sinner and the Saint Tailgate, presented by Buster's Barbecue. Buster's dry rubbed, slow smoked meats are so tender and tasty, they'll bring out the Texan in you. For real deal barbecue, check out Buster'sBarbecue.com. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan, the Radio.com app, and 1080TheFan.com. Wild card weekend! It's wild card weekend, Will! You're drunk. Oh. It's wild card weekend, you excited? Best you no, know, I'm gonna watch Norbit. Yeah, you are. Those best are weekend of football all year. The four best games you'll ever see. Or just the start of the NFL playoffs, which is as good a tournament as you'll see anyway. <laughs> My hyperbolic enough? I guess so. You're really prepping this up, man. You're making everybody really excited. It's, the text line is already blowing up. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, Luke's got me so jacked. I'm yeah, so jacked. Football. Oh, yeah. I love Wild Card Weekend. It is a it is a good weekend of football. You got two games today, both AFC games, starting with the Bills and the Texans. We have no idea what's going to happen. Oh, J.J. So Watt's going to play two lunch during that. J.J. Watt's going to play two series, and then he's going to get hurt and be yeah. done. And then, but that'll be fun. Well, he does. Will Fuller is probably going to try to play. And then are you seriously going to watch that game? Of course. Why would you not watch that game? What There's else? There's no point. It doesn't matter. Whoever wins that game what? will get beat by the next person. No, how dare you? No, it, they will. Yeah, probably. Um, no, I want to see what Deshaun Watson can go out there and do. Josh Allen, he's a mystery to me. What's what's his composure level in uh, in the playoffs? Because he's like. If you watch any Bills games, at the start of the game, he's like JoJo the Idiot Circus Boy. where He's just out there. He's all amped up. But he tends to mellow out by the end of the game and plays with some composure. But early on in a game, whew, that kid, man, he's he's all energy. He's all thumbs. He has no idea what to do. Other two left feet. So I just want to make sure and ask you real quick. You think the Texans could beat either the Ravens uh, in Baltimore or Kansas City in Kansas City? Uh, haven't right? they already beat Kansas City this year? Thank you. But you think they could in the playoffs? Uh, you know what? Anything can happen. It's a wild, wild tournament. Dude, you're one play away from losing your quarterback at any time in the NFL. And at that point, anything can happen, my friend. So I just want to make sure and get a definitive answer yes, from you. If one of the quarterbacks goes down in the next round, I feel very confident that the Houston Texans could beat <laughs> either Kansas City or Baltimore. What else do you want from me? I'm trying to get hyped for the games. Do you realize that that's the first game? Of the playoffs, and you're not going to watch it? You're just going to wait till 5 o'clock to watch the Tannehill Titans take on Tom Brady? More and intrigue in that game. Well, I would agree with that. 
far more intrigued. Look, man, you can hate some of these playoff the Patriots. Now, some of these playoff games, I just I, there's two, two I don't really need to How watch. How dare you? If you bring up the second one, you son. Of a what do you mean? What's the second one? You know what it is. Don't you dare! I don't need to watch the Eagles Seahawks. I don't need to watch that at all. There's no point. One, I know the Seahawks are going to win. Two, Ooh. I know the Seahawks will lose to the person they play next. Would you yes. watch your mouth? You're, you've got them easy money losing to the San Francisco 49ers, which is likely who they're going to play because I have the Saints beating the Vikings in the early game on Saturday, on Sunday. So if that happens, then Seattle, the winner of Seattle, because you'll know this going into it, the winner of Seattle and Philadelphia, if the Saints win, will travel to San Francisco. If the Vikings win, the winner of Seattle, Philadelphia will travel to Green Bay. I think Seattle can beat either of those teams. So did you read ESPN's uh, character piece on Russell Wilson this week? I did not know. Okay. I think character pieces are fluff and garbage. Uh, you would have liked this one. Okay. So the theme or investigative report uh-huh. was... From character piece to investigative report. Is Russell Wilson corny? Yeah. This guy made a very good point to say, no. In fact, (laughs) he's not corny. Okay. First off, how do you define corny? Uh, Sideline. You go down to the sideline to the guy that's mic'd up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not not examples. How do you, in a broad sense, describe corny? Uh, corny is when somebody with all their might believes that what they're doing is cool and everybody around them goes, eh, you're not that cool. Hmm. It's, it's almost like a, uh, lack of self-awareness is corny. Um, this guy defines corniness as basically having almost a sarcastic type of attitude to please. Oh, no. Corny is when you think you're cool and you're not. Let's pull up. The- I think that's a poser. No, a poser is when you're trying to be somebody you're not. You can be corny and be genuine. I think Russell Wilson is genuine, but I think he's corny. The whole idea of being corny is that you're not genuine. No, it's not. You can be as genuine as you want and be corny. Basically, what they were saying was pull up they cor- don't think Russell Wilson is serving anybody by doing this. He's not trying to impress anyone. Uh, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example of corny. Okay. Greg Glover works for 94.7. Down the hall from us here at 1080 The Fan. Greg Glover's the morning guy, music guy, Alabama fan. We'll forgive him for that. He is walking around the office uh, yesterday, and he has this little joke. What do you call... Oh, geez, now I can't even remember the joke. Dang it. He's telling a corny joke. Something about pasta. Well, I have no idea. Do you remember? It doesn't matter what it is. No, well, this doesn't work. Yes, it does. Listen. Listen, he's telling a corny joke. I can't remember what it was, but he tells, I hear, he tells it to me. I gave him a Mah. and then he tells it to somebody else and they go, Mah. and then he goes up to the front and tells our receptionist and she is laughing. So the whole entire building can hear it. It's a corny joke, but some people like corny jokes. Most people go, man, I wish I could remember what the joke was now. Yeah. It doesn't help you. It does. It does not help my point, but corny is. Trite, banal, uh, sentimental is corny. What? Yeah. Come on. What the definition is. What are you looking on? I'm looking at dictionary.com. Merriam-Webster. Let's pull up Merriam-Webster. 
Okay, I do like me some <laughs> Miriam Webster. Better you did it. Uh, the text line, 55305, uh, just tuned in. Thought you guys said horny. Thought you were debating whether or not Wilson was horny. Ha uh-huh. ha. Well, he is horny. Well, wow. He is. I mean, geez, what was he celibate for how long until he got to sleep with Sierra? I was married before that, so I'm pretty sure he was. Well, he chose not he, to sleep with her for a while. He did. Yeah, he went back into. Yes. He reverted into celibacy. That's you're what exactly you're trying right. to say. He, he he would not have unwed uh, intercourse. It's disgusting. Okay. Well, there you let me, let me read you the uh, the actual quote from what this guy says in the article. Fine. Then you can kind of, you can, you can investigate. Okay. Okay. So, which leads us back to the question I've been wondering about since I arrived in Seattle. Is Russell Wilson corny? Well, no, not exactly. Not really. <laughs> not exactly. That's a pretty strong statement. Hold, please. Oh, I'm holding. And it's because he isn't needy. He doesn't have any of the constitutive uncouthiness of being corny. That was a bad sentence. <laughs> Corniness has to do in part with the need to please, with an inability to see yourself except through the eyeball. It's easy to tell one is in the presence of a corny person because one feels irritated twice over. They're continually solicitous. I can't say this word. Solicitous and surreptitiously monitoring your reaction to their performance. You're being flattered and surveilled all at once. I think that's a very apt definition of corny. Fine. It's, it's and I don't think that's Russell Wilson. Uh, Text line 55305, corny according to the Urban Dictionary, trying to be cool, but ultimately very uncool indeed, and often extremely embarrassing. Russell Wilkin- Wilson equals yes. Okay, so then also please look up Santorum on um, <laughs> on Urban Dictionary <laughs> because is- it's a reliable source. Yes. Hey, listen, I'm just reading the text line. This is people participating in our show. Don't get upset with them. I get upset with do them you- constantly. Okay. Do the you- type of things they say on here, okay. disgusting. With... Uh, I don't, I don't, I just, I, with, out reading that article, I asked you if Russell Wilson was corny, Okay. what would you say? I'd say, no, he's irritating. (laughs) That's fine. He's irritating. And I think the difference also with corny is that it doesn't irritate me. Hey, Seattle. If somebody's corny, I'm just kind of like, hey, Seattle. (laughs) Like, are you pissed at Moana? The movie? Moana? Moana is an incredibly corny movie that takes an entire culture and makes a laughing stock of it. Mm, I don't find that to be true, but sure. Okay. Well, (laughs) a lot do. Okay. And you're not part of the outrage culture, so you need to read up. That's true. I'm also not part of the Hawaiian culture, so I can't really say for sure. Well, Uh, you live there. (laughs) I did live there. Um, But wouldn't wouldn't you classify most... Most thing that most things that appeal to kids can feel very corny. Okay, I guess, dude. Like watch watch the uh, Teen Choice Awards. It's gonna feel very corny. There, there. It's yeah. also it's also a perception thing, right? I'll tell you what. If I was a celebrity and I got invited to one of those, I would go blasted. <laughs> you know who hosted the the Teen Choice Awards or Kids Choice Awards what? multiple times? Who? Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's all you. I need. mean, that makes sense. He's an athlete. Kids like. Yeah, I don't These... think you have to be corny for that. Okay. You like Adam Sandler? He's corny. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I did, I liked him when I was younger. Now, I couldn't tell you the last time I watched an Adam Sandler movie. So then you're defining corniness as something that it's happens. It's a perception. It's a it, perception. Yeah. I, I, I have to read in this. I'm starting to kind of feel like this is just who Russell, Russell Wilson is. Yeah. And I don't think he's trying to please anybody. He's just annoying. But who, what's the guy? Uh, Keenan Thompson. Yeah. Uh, SNL. Mm-hmm. To me, he's very corny. 
Okay, I would completely disagree okay. with you. Because I don't think you watch SNL anymore. Now, I haven't watched it for a while because that guy's still on it, and he's super corny. So you're the one person that doesn't enjoy Keenan Thompson. Sure. Is that fair? Why? Because uh, he's kind of corny. I don't think he's that corny. I think you're remembering him from that burger something. <laughs> Good burger? Good burger. Uh, well, yes, that is. A, yeah. uh, what up with that? What up with that? Yeah, what up with that was great. It's corny. Corny Dude, as hell. Keenan Allen was the enduring Ke- force. Keenan Thompson. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. He was the enduring force of SNL while that show sucked for a while. <laughs> now it's all right. <laughs> he was the best guy on a bad show. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. No. Bye. Yes. <laughs> Eddie Murphy was the best guy on SNL for five years. No, he definitely was, but I don't know if it was bad. I didn't watch those. It lines. was bad. You didn't really watch him. Bad. Bad. You didn't I've watch gone him. Back and I understand him. that, but go they look at the cast. You'll I, go, oh god, this are show you, sucks. Are you saying that Joe Piscopo was not great? Oh, How dare you, dude? They had once, to bring in Billy Crystal. Once. They brought Billy Crystal into Saturday Night Live for extended time. That's a different time. That was pre Eddie Murphy. They had they brought in all these celebrities: Julie Louis, Louis Dreyfus, Billy Crystal. Um, uh, I believe Juice. Iron Man was on there. Robert Downey Jr. The I remember from, Iron Man. The kid from Sixteen Candles. Yeah, they uh, they tried Is to. That fill- Molly Ringwald. No, the the blonde kid. Yeah, Molly Ringwald. <laughs> That's the one. Molly Ringwald was on there. Did you ever find her hot? I heard Jennifer Aniston turned down uh, SNL to take take on Friends. That's smart. Yeah, it worked out pretty well for her. All right, let's talk some football. Can we? Can we, we focus? Have been. We've been talk talking football. football. We have been. Really? Uh, I don't. Huh. Th- I don't. I just. I. You love that new drop. It's not we, new. That's been there a while. We, I know, but you on. don't play it that much, bro. Jeez. The last time. Can you tell me the last time a wild card team won a Super Bowl? Uh. Ravens. Last time a wild card team went to the Super Bowl. Oh, went. Yeah. Oh, Eagles. No. I don't know. Yeah, it's been a while. What? It's been a while. 2013. Last time. Yeah. Who was that? We'll we'll talk about it next. Center and Saint. Didn't I just guess it? Center and Saint. 1080 the fan. Kids, welcome back in. Center Saint here with you on uh, Wild Card Weekend, and uh, I wanted to just get some uh, stats for you on what it means to participate in Wild Card Weekend. Teams have made it to the Super Bowl. Teams have won the Super Bowl that have played on Wild Card Weekend, but it is really not all that easy. Mm. Patriots are a big uh, reason to have this conversation. The Patriots, of course have uh, never made it to a Super Bowl when playing on Wild Card Weekend. They haven't, the last time they played was 2009, and they got housed by the Baltimore Ravens. But they are 2-1 and one on Wild Card Weekend. They expanded the playoffs in 1990 to 12 teams. Mm-hmm. Here is the percentage breakdown mm. by seed mm-hmm. of how likely you are to make it to the Super Bowl. Okay. One seeds, 51.7% chance. Of making it to the Super Bowl. Okay. Two seeds. Would you like to guess what the drop-off is? Going to go 10%. 27.6%. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a genius. Three seed. 3.4%. Your Patriots, your Saints are three seeds. Only two three seeds have ever made it to the Super Bowl. Isn't that wild? I found that very interesting. 
Yeah, I kind of throw out all the rules with the Patriots, though. That's fair. I think the Saints are a very good team, too. But the likelihood of them meeting in the Super Bowl seems like a long shot. Yeah, especially because the Saints won't go to the Super Bowl, you know. Well, obviously, they'll have they something won't. railroad yeah. them. In something the, will happen. Well, I've got this is a tease for later. Hmm. Got a reason for Saints fans to be mad. And they haven't even played a game yet in the playoffs. The league's already trying to stymie them. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel bad for them. Four seeds? 12%. Yeah. Five seed. The hardest way to make it is as a five seed. Your Seattle Seahawks, five seed. Okay. Makes sense. It's the hardest way to get there. Also, uh, Tennessee Titans. If you're waiting for the Titans and Tannehill, mm. the, the Tannehill Titans to make it to the Super Bowl. They got the longest longest odds, and then the sixth seed is three point four percent. The Tennessee Tannehill Titans. The yeah, the Tannehill Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Tannehill Titans. The Tennessee the Titans, Tannehill Tennessee. I mean, he's a perfect fit there, right? I guess so for right now. I mean, the Titans will never win a Super Bowl ever. They just won't. <laughs> they won't. I mean, unless you luck upon, I don't know. The, Lamar Jackson, I guess. The best quarterback rating in the NFL is Ryan Tannehill since he came over and oh, took over wow. the starter. And the leading rusher in the league is Derrick Henry. Hey, hey, man. So you got him in the Super Bowl, right? Totally do. Totally do. I think it's funny how these smaller market teams, you know, people try to talk them up about going far in the playoffs. I mean, l let's just be honest here. There's about four teams that really have a chance, right? Baltimore, Kansas City, uh, San Francisco, and Seattle. Okay, you forgot the Patriots. And I threw Seattle in there just to see if you would. Oh, that, well, I ignore that. Yeah. Are you saying in the entire NFL to have a chance to go? Yeah. You don't have, you don't have Saints or Packers with a chance. No, I don't. In okay. fact, the Packers have been struggling as of late. Now, I do have them actually going to the AFC, or I'm sorry, NFC title game. Sure. Because uh, I think the bye benefits them, and I think that they're a pretty good matchup for whoever they get. But I don't see them beating San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. So you got San, San Francisco is a lock in your mind, and there's three yes. teams in the AFC that have a chance, and the Tennessee Titans are not one of them? Uh, no, they're not, mostly because uh, they're playing the Patriots, and they're going to lose against the Patriots in the first round. Now, I know everybody's calling and right now on Twitter. Twitter! At Center Saint 1080. Let's say Tom Brady uh, loses today. What happens? Uh, we got... 4.8% of people saying he'll play for the Colts. 7.9% saying he'll play for the Chargers. 39.7% say hey, he'll retire. And then 47.6% say he's going to play for the Patriots. Okay. Wait, how did you phrase the question? If he loses to the Titans or when? Let's he loses say to Tom Brady loses today. Uh. I mean, I don't know. I, I get the whole thing of, hey, if you have the defense and you have the ability to run the ball, you should be able to go far in the playoffs. Hence why I'm picking the 49ers. Sure. Um, and why I'm not picking the Seahawks. What? Um, Dude. But they're I, opening up the playbook for Marshawn. But I don't think when you're playing the Patriots, any of that really stands. It just doesn't. I think that they, whenever I was telling you this before the show, if they have zero vision, which is there's nothing ahead of them the week after. 100% focus. All we care about is the moment. They the will play. throw the kitchen sink at you. Sure. 
everything. In fact, they showed a little bit of it when they threw the effing ball to the linebacker against the Miami Dolphins so they could get their only score. And I think that's only just touching on Bill Belichick's creativity. Okay. Again, it, it's just living week to week. When they're in the season, they do this. They go on these losing streaks. They look like complete crap. But then when everything is right in front of them, they know how to outplay people week to week. We're ready to write off the Patriots. They're 12 and 4. Yeah. <laughs> They won 12 of 16 games. Do I have them going to the Super Bowl? I do not. Okay. They, have, they, they, they most likely the most likely they have to beat the Chiefs and the Ravens to get through. Yeah, and I just, dude, that was one of my favorite games this past year was um, the first Ravens-Patriots game when it was uh, in Baltimore, and you just looked on the sideline and Bill Belichick looked confused. Yeah. Not confused, but he looked a mix of pissed off and perplexed. Like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. Why? What what is going on here? Uh, the Tennessee the Titans of Tennessee Tannehill teamed Tennessee Titans team from Deal. Yeah, that's about right. Deal. Five 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 three zero five. I think he I think he's pretty much got it. Is there a town of Tana, Tannehill, Tennessee? No, you need a Titan to Tennessee that Tannehill before you even talked about that. Uh, yeah, but he could be the Titan of the town of Tannehill, Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill. I suppose. I mean, that would be great. Then they can just move the team to Tannehill. All right. Give me a legitimate reason as to why you actually think the Patriots will lose today. Uh, the Patriots will lose if they can't get anything going on offense. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. Are the, Do they have enough weapons? you got uh, Edelman with his knee. You've got a bunch of no-name receivers. Apparently, Nikhil Harry doesn't know the playbook yet. They don't have a weapon like Gronk. Uh, not that way they expect to replace Gronk at the tight end position, but they don't have somebody they have faith in. You just mentioned that they threw it to a linebacker last week. Who's their leading rusher? Tom Brady? Oh, I'm going to guess White. So, that'll be it. Yeah, you know, I just don't have a ton of faith in their offense. And you have somebody that has, I don't know, it, he's very good understanding. I'm talking about Ryan Tannehill of of what he needs to do to win football games. He's He's got his second life. He came, a lot of people said he was beating out Marcus Mariota in camp. So he's got a much better team around him than he had in Miami. And Vrabel is a guy that understands what Belichick, how Belichick prepares for these games, especially how he prepares his defense. Because mm. he was one of those linebackers that he liked to throw the ball to. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't I don't have a ton of faith in Tennessee being the team to beat him. But I'm with you. I, I, I think it's going to be too much of a gauntlet to have to go against a tough Tennessee team. It's going to be a test, at least to some respect. But then you're likely going to play Kansas. And then you're likely, and well, you will play ten Tennessee if you win. Or I'm sorry. Kansas City, if you beat Tennessee, I got it. I promise. So I and just then, want to, and then uh, you have to play yeah. most likely Baltimore. Okay, so I just want to transport us in history back to last season mm -hmm. when um, I, I nearly died of a heart attack laughing in the playoffs because the Chargers uh, thought they were going to beat them. Yes, <laughs> that was probably one of the funniest things ever. Yeah, I loved it. It was so great. I think the Chargers have a real chance of being the. I, no, they're going to get killed. The teams are exactly the same. You've got a good defense. You've got a great running game. Uh, and you, you put, have a quarterback that you can maybe rely on. No, no, no. Here's my question. You have the, the team. There's no there's no logo on the uniform. You have uh, the number one rusher in the NFL. You have a good defense. You have to pick a quarterback to go out and try to beat anyone, not just the Patriots, anyone. Who are you taking, Ryan Tannehill or Phillip Rivers? It's a playoff game. Oh, Tannehill. There you go. <laughs> I mean, again, we're going up against the Patriots, though. No, you're going up against anybody in the playoffs. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. None. <laughs> Pick one of them. Uh, no, I don't. Well, I, that's the They're rule. both awful. 
I understand that, that this is the I, rules. I just I get it looking at the numbers. Don't we do this with Kirk Cousins all the effing time? No, we look Kirk, at his efficiency no, rate Cousins. and all this crap, and then he goes into big games and gets his ass kicked. <laughs> I, this is why I hate numbers so much, dude. During the regular season, they make total sense in just POS games. Man. Like yeah, like the game against the Patriots and the Dolphins at the end of the season, POS game. That's why I don't really consider much of it. You lost to the Dolphins at home. Who cares? You're in the playoffs. Oh, my God, but you have to play a wild card game. It's the Patriots. They'll figure out a way to get around it. Meanwhile, Kirk Cousins has this amazing efficiency rating over five games and is throwing for insane yards, is third in the MVP voting, and then he gets his ass whooped the last three games of the season. Oh, by the way, at home against the Packers after the effing defense took the ball away to give him the ball on the 11-yard line. I... It's the playoffs. It is. Take the effing numbers out of it. Sure. Ryan Tannehill is going to get that ass spanked. Okay. Like spanked, dude. Sure. That guy is going to be a deer in headlights <laughs> out there. Oh, wait. Are they in Foxborough? Oh, yes, they yeah. Are. Okay. All right. That I, I just want to cut all that effing stuff out. That's why I'm taking the Seahawks in the first round against the uh, Eagles. Yeah. Because it's Russell Wilson. He's been there, and you'll know how to win. But he'll get overwhelmed in the next round because he can't do it all himself that many weeks in a row. Yeah. Well, listen, if it's round three of Seahawks 49ers, you talk about throwing all the numbers out and throwing out regular season games. Those two games have been awesome. And you're talking about one inch that separates, uh, you know, two wins for the Seahawks against them. And then it's, you know, it's just hard hard to play against the same team over and over again. So listen, I don't know what's going to happen. We don't make a lot of predictions on this show. Uh, but the idea that the Patriots are obviously done is is ludicrous when they won 12 games this year. It's going to be a very fun weekend of football. Text line. I'd also bet on Tebow <laughs> in the playoffs. That was one of the crazier things of the decade, I think. Yeah. Well, let's talk about. Uh, like he sucked. He really sucked. He won a playoff game. No, he really didn't. Yes, he did. He really he threw the game winning touchdown. Man, pass. that's like Russell Wilson winning a Super Bowl. He really didn't. <laughs> he didn't win a Super Bowl. His defense did. <laughs> you know, you really should read that article though, because uh, they talk about the culture shift. Yeah. And how um, you know, you got a couple guys there that uh not just Russell Wilson, but Bobby Wagner and I think it's KJ Wright, mm -hmm. right? That uh those are the three guys that have been there the whole time. Yeah, the old guard. And they yeah. talk about how Bobby Wagner is kind of the Russell Russell Wilson light in that he's not um, you know, he's not overly positive and he doesn't have that type of attitude, but he does have that disciplinarian attitude about him where yeah. he kind of like walks around and, you know, if young guys are screwing off, he kind of, you know, gives them a silent, like, Hey, you know, yeah. Clean you never, up your ass. You never hear boo from Bobby Wagner for mm -mm. sure. He's, but it's interesting to see how that culture shifted and that all these guys keep talking about how much fun they're having playing the game. And I remember reading articles before that when you had the Legion of Boom and you had the defense being the personality front of yeah. that team. It wasn't about having fun. It was about, like, people have a vendetta against us and we are going to kill them for it. And it's an intimidation factor. It's like, yeah. I dare you. I dare you to throw. Richard Sherman's still that way. I dare you to throw it to my half of the field. Yeah. Well, he's still that way with his contract. I mean, he you is, saw all that yeah. money he got yeah. from the incentives. Absolutely. And then he went after pro football uh I think it was pro football talk and yeah, tweeted at him. Yeah, he's he's going at him pretty hard, suggesting that agents are investors in in that pro football talk radio sue Richard Sherman for lies. It's uh, somewhat contentious. Um, injury update for the Seahawks Eagles game, uh, and then a little bit of a preview of that game because uh, that will be the 
final game, the afternoon game on Sunday, but obviously uh, some local angles on that. So just want to update you on who is in, who is out, and uh, maybe rock bottom for uh, Marcus Mariota. Both of those things. Next, uh, Center and Saint, wildcard weekend edition right here on 1080 The Fan. All right, time for your uh, random headline. Man fined $17,200 for tossing a coin into an airplane engine for good luck. What an idiot. Man's name uh, was Lou Chow, 28-year-old. He was flying for his first time back in February. Oh, wait, did you say Lou Chow? Yeah. I know Lou. Yeah, old Lou. This was a flight in China, so he was fined an equivalent dollar amount of $17,200 for chucking a penny or whatever his equivalent of a penny was. Did he, the... like, kind of throw it in there? He tossed it in the plane yeah. engine. That's so Lou. What an idiot. And he does that kind of stuff, you know? Well, it's not very smart of him to do that. He's kind of He was kind of short, right? Or, like, he was kind of, like, here? About here? Yes. Like height-wise? Yes, we're on yeah, radio. Yeah, that's Lou. I know yeah, Lou. Yeah, you know Lou Chow. Um, all right, so just want to give you the update on uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, uh, please. And they're, well, just who's I'm playing. I'm clamoring. But first. I'm ready. Uh, is it a low point for uh, Marcus Mariota if he has to be Tom Brady for the scout team? Mm, no, not really. All right, we need you to. I mean, not run fast. And then uh, here, let's just like brace up both of your knees so you can barely move them and then drop back and then uh, throw with a noodle arm because he's really old. Okay, go. I mean, Marcus Mariota's low point has already happened. <laughs> Getting cut and the well, other guy way outperforming you. Uh, Named Ryan Tannehill. Well, Ryan Tannehill getting them to the playoffs. That was that's Marcus yeah. Mariota's low point. Is that After the, this, it's just kind of like waiting for the next thing. It really doesn't matter. You know, yeah, you got to be on the scout team. I mean, whatever. You have enough talent that, like, somebody's going to sign you and develop you. I would expect so that. So it's just like, and that guy's got such a good head that, you know, I think he's probably just going to wade through all this crap and be like, okay, whatever. Just I all I got to do is get out of here. That's all. The, I mean, you know, honestly, that was the lowest point for him, I think, was yeah. the fact that you had a guy like Ryan Tannehill who was pretty much banished from Miami after they gave him chance after chance after chance. He got injured a lot, too. That's also not good. Injury nope, after not. injury. Yeah. And then Ryan Tannehill comes in for him for a team that pretty much at that point in the season was considered hapless. It yeah. was very young, mind you, but still um, a point in the season where everybody just forgot about the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. And now you are an afterthought. You're somebody who uh, has the tag alongside him. Development. Yep. That's not good. And usually that's for guys first year and scouting. Yeah. Um, update on your Seahawks and who's playing. So as uh, was mentioned uh, all week, uh, Dwayne Brown, probably not going to play in the game. So he had a minor knee surgery last week. Uh, early in the week, Pete Carroll said it would be miraculous, uh, a miraculous recover uh, if he was able to play. But it looks like he is not going to be playing in the game. Who that uh, now? Uh, so he was declared out yesterday. That's Who? their left tackle, Dwayne Brown. Mm. Kind of important position. On I'll tell you what, Dwayne's field. been hurt a lot, a lot of times. Yeah. And then having surgery on your knee mm -hmm. two weeks ago. So uh, earlier in the week, they were saying he might play. But yesterday, they ruled him out. Uh, also, receiver Malik Turner is out with a concussion, and linebacker Michael Kendricks out with a knee. 
So Quandre digs back, which is fantastic. I think that's a big bonus for you. And then, of course, all your running backs are out. Now you have a bunch of old guys that you brought back. So this is exactly why uh, this is a game I will not be watching. Yo, you're not even going to watch it? No, I'm not going to watch it. The other one, Lane Johnson out for the Eagles. Uh, he was uh, questionable throughout the week, but okay, he will not just, play right tackle. I'm just telling you. giving people. me more and more reason to not watch this game. So it's both fine. teams do not have their best players, a heft of their best players yeah. on the field. It will basically be quarterback running for his life against quarterback running for his life. I mean, whichever teams win this game, they will get beat in the next round purely because they don't have the horses. We've talked about this before, right? Sure. We said, once you get into the playoffs, sometimes all that matters is if you're healthier. Sometimes. Sometimes. In this case for the Seahawks, where it's so overwhelmingly the fact that you are not as healthy as anyone else, except for maybe the Eagles, who you will yeah. beat. Um, I, I mean, you're asking so much of Russell Wilson at a certain point that I, I, you can't sustain it. Sure. Eh, I, yes, it's 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 incredibly difficult. That's why I started the show by bringing up how difficult it is to play on Wild Card Weekend and even make it to the Super Bowl. Only one team from the five seed has ever made it to the Super Bowl. Now Who you've was got the, it? Uh, Giants. I believe. I don't. I, you teased it, and then you didn't answer it. No, I said, I just said, well, whatever. The Ravens were the last team to make it from Wild Card Weekend. The only five seed ever to make it, I believe, was the Giants. Okay, so that, that worked for you. I got my tease. I'm fulfilled. Go. Yeah, you, you, you derailed me because you got into the whole Patriots whole thing. Got here. Number one seed. Number one seed 49ers will play the lowest seed to win in Wild Card Weekend. So that means you could play against Eagles. Seahawks or Vikings. Ooh. Who, who do you want to play if you're the 49ers? Uh, it doesn't matter, really. I mean, obviously, you would want to play the Eagles, I guess. But at the end of the day, the 49ers, to me, are just kind of positioning themselves as somebody who's just going to win games on defense and running the ball. Um, you, you know, it, it, you scout these teams. And really, I know that we've called the NFC a really good, you know, conference right they're the better of the two but as we're getting closer and closer to nailing down who's who i'm starting to just kind of see a bland malaise uh, across it you know what i mean like yep. the seahawks are starting to not really look that good we've already known that the eagles are not really that good we've seen that yeah for they, the most needed, part, they need the cowboys to completely fall apart yeah and thank you cowboys. we've seen for the most part that the packers really had to try hard and get a little bit of luck to get their buy the saints are the well, saints. they just had to play the lions well, and they almost lost. <laughs> but the Lions almost beat a lot of teams and didn't beat any of them. Still, if you're a two seed, you should be able to beat teams. And they did. Handily. Uh, Niners are the, Niners on are the one Crosby. seed, and they had a 13-0 or 16-0 lead at the half and almost lost that game. Hey, man. Just saying. When you got Marshawn Lynch in there, anything can happen. I, hey, You listen, know what I mean? Who? Who won, who won more convincingly in week 17, the Niners over the Seahawks or the Packers over the Lions? I mean, both of the those Dolphins. games. <laughs> it's true. That actually is true. Hence the not believing in the Patriots. So if you could pick, you're taking the Eagles as the team to play. I guess it depends on what the teams look like. The Vikings might be the most dangerous team to play because they have to go through the Saints. And if they can go out and Kirk Cousins can knock the cobwebs out of his head on a primetime game and a game that everybody's watching and actually go and play well... That may not be a team you want to play, but that probably won't happen. So you don't have to worry about that. Somebody's calling me racist on the text line. Oh, you're being racist? What'd you say? I asked the height of that guy that you said the random story. Yeah, but 
You you didn't you do like the here's the thing and move your hand up and down? They don't even know what height you said. Well, and I was trying to I I was trying to ascertain if it was the guy I was thinking of. Yeah, exactly. I know him. Yeah, exactly. I know that guy. Yes, you do. Uh, would you care to guess where the most expensive playoff ticket is for round two of the playoffs? Eh. San Francisco, the the Levi Stadium, the stadium that nobody wants to go to, where you can't get more than three thousand people to go watch a Pac-12 championship game, now has the highest ticket price for their home playoff game. That makes sense, though. Yeah, Fairweather fans. Well, fair other fans and just it's a playoff game. It's supply and demand. Now they're good. I mean, that was going to be the thing, right? <laughs> now they're good. I know, but there's four four teams that are hosting games next week. But it's like we saw that stadium and we made fun of it. Yep. And the only reason we make fun of it for the Pac-12 title game is because nobody cares about the Pac-12 anymore. No one wants to go. Well, to and game. it's Utah against Oregon, so yeah. nobody's close by. It's not like there's anybody in the immediate area for a fan base. Uh, for the fan base. You know, when they weren't going to the Niners games, it was because they sucked. Yep. Now they're good. Well, and it's been a miraculous turnaround. I got the number one seed. I don't think anybody wants to miss that first opportunity for them to be good down there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Where where did you think it would be? Uh, You would think the Saints. Well, no, I guess they're not hosting. Um, I would think the Chiefs would be a a big ticket. Man, people don't have money there. Baltimore, I don't expect to be. Uh, Green Bay, I mean, everybody wants to go there, but you have so many season ticket holders. You got to think about the location, too. Like where people have money and where they're willing to spend it. I mean, San Francisco, you have so many elites and people in the tech industry that you can drive that price up, and you know they'll pay it. Well, I don't think... Green Bay, man, I... (laughs) It's just, it's just how it's much a team without an owner, you know, it's just how much we've given crap to that stadium. You know what I mean? Plus in green Bay, I doubt anybody's reselling their tickets. Cause that's the only thing to do. Uh, all right. We will get back into the NFL in hour two and get you ready for uh, more wildcard weekend. Uh, we still haven't gotten into wills uh, five keys to the game for the Buffalo bills uh, in game one. We'll get to those in hour two, but first good versus evil next on the center and saint 1080 the fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. Yeah, he took a lot of my money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that kind of happened. But, uh, you know, a few handshakes here and there. The, you know, the one time we did have a conversation, I think, was uh, going into my final year with Sacramento when he came to Sacramento to see the new arena and everything. Mm-hmm. And he, he walked by and patted me on the back and said, the bad guy always finds a job in air quotes. That was forgettable win guy, Matt Barnes. He's talking about one of the most successful business people in sports history, former NBA commissioner David Stern. He died New Year's Day 2020 as a result of a brain hemorrhage. Stern was the commissioner for three decades and helped popularize the association across the entire planet. He also built the foundation of player branding that continues to make the NBA such an appealing league for younger audiences today. How will you remember David Stern? Uh, there'll always be part of me that remembers, uh, you know, my dad grew up a Seattle Supersonics fan, so there'll always be a little bit of that. But no, it's the dream team. I mean, it's it's globalization of basketball. It's, uh, you know, something that we do locally here, the Nike Hoop Summit. It's always a reminder that it's a global sport because of David Stern, and that's, I think, the biggest thing is 
We're the Dallas Mavericks. We're the last 25 years or whatever it is, from Dirk to Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis. Um, there's always a big footprint when you have those European players. And, yeah, some of them are draft, draft busts, but some of them end up being really great NBA players. And give David Stern credit for making it a global game. I'll always remember him at a slam dunk contest when Dwight Howard. Did he dunk it? When Dwight Howard was bringing out, uh, I think he brought out like something to raise the hoop another inch, like a forklift or something. <laughs> and then uh, David Stern was up in the stands calling people and being like, what? we can't do this. This is a legal thing. I'll just remember <laughs> that because David Stern was always thought of as like the no fun commissioner. Uh, I made the league fun though. Yeah. You know, what I feel is, you know, heavy on my heart that is the right thing to do for me, then, you know, I'll, I'll do it whether it's tomorrow you know, or on the 20th of January, then. Or right now, you can just tell us. <laughs> <laughs> that was immensely talented and frail guy, Tuatunga Vailoa. The Alabama QB tweeted this week after the Tide won the Verbal Citrus Bowl. Quote, I'll be making my decision on the sixth. God bless and roll Tide. Tua suffered a dislocated right hip in November against Mississippi State. That has been considered damaged goods by many analysts and teams since. Should Tua stay or should Tua go? I Honestly, I don't know what his family situation is. A lot of times people go, you know, they need the money or they, you know, it's it's life-changing money or whatever. I don't know what the, the background is for the family. But if he wants to go back to college, I'm not one of those people that thinks it's a, a huge mistake. And you, if you get hurt again in college, it's it's the end for you. If he loves being in Alabama and he loves playing there and uh, the money doesn't isn't the draw, Stay in college, um, and if your draft evaluation is going to be a little bit lower, but you have faith in your hip that you can go and make uh, a starting, get a starting job in an NFL franchise, it doesn't matter where you're drafted. Look at Russell Wilson. He was picked in the third round. Kirk Cousins was picked in the same year third round, and uh, those guys are making plenty of money. So if he believes in himself and he feels like he's done with college, go to the NFL. If you want to go back, I understand that Alabama is as cool a place to go to college as there is in the country. I don't care what he does. <laughs> I, like, I'm not, I'm not going to tell him how to, what to do with his life. I've heard too much of that this week. You should have. You should have. Jimmy Haslam is the owner of the Browns. He, he bought the team in 2012 after being a minority owner with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Since then, they have had five general managers about to have a sixth. They've had five head coaches, not even counting the interim ones, about to have a sixth. And 13 different people have started at quarterback. That was goatee douche Nick Wright. He's talking about the burning landfill of diapers acting as a professional football team, the Cleveland Browns. They fired both their head coach, Freddie Kitchens, and general manager, John Dorsey, in the same week. Both owners of the team, Jimmy and Dee Haslam, are at a critical point with this franchise. The player personnel pieces are there. Baker Mayfield, I guess. Odo Beckham Jr., good defense. But they can't seem to find the right leadership. What are your thoughts? Bear with me. Oh, boy. On Bill Belichick. <laughs> what? Why would Bill Belichick? Managing and coaching the team next season. Why would he leave New England again? Because Tom Brady's going to leave. <laughs> uh, they tried that once. Through the, the brief history since Jimmy Haslam has taken over. What was it like before that, Nick Wright? Oh, the same thing where they just cycled through coaches and quarterbacks? I mean, they haven't had a quarterback since Bernie Kosar. And I don't remember Bernie Kosar winning them a Super Bowl. 
they have been absolutely terrible to the point that at one time they just got up and left town and rebranded and picked a bird that's really not that intimidating. The raven? Really? Smart bird. Versus a falcon or or a seahawk or an eagle? Come on. Ravens aren't that mean of a bird, but they'd rather be that than the browns. They smart, though. They, they real smart. Uh, the Browns have been one of the worst organizations, uh, even with, with without Jimmy Haslam as their owner. So I know that we like to point to him. It's just it's really difficult to find good leadership, and they don't give anybody a chance by trying to hang on to people. So I, listen, man, I don't think Belichick's going there. He's been there before. He's not going back. Damn. Sorry. thought I could goad you into that one. No, it's pretty dumb. Alrighty. My favorite story of the week comes from Connecticut. Your headline, man crashes after live streaming while driving. Awesome. A man who was live streaming while driving over 100 miles per hour. That's oh, a, 160 kilometers per hour. Yeah, that's fast. Crashed that's his car in Connecticut, according to state police. The police say that the driver's video of the crash was posted on Monday, so he still got to post it. Sweet. Care to guess how old this guy is? Uh, 70. <laughs> Care to guess again? Uh, 22. Oh, very close. 23. Yeah. He is from Middletown, and he was using his phone to record himself driving over the Golden Star Memorial Bridge. So he was driving over a bridge, no less. Smart. He was reportedly driving with a suspended license, too. Can I ask you uh, an important question about the story? Uh, you can. You said he posted the video. How many likes you get, bro? Oh, that's a good point. How many likes did it get? Is this guy Insta-famous? A trooper followed him as he sped out of an exit where he drove through a guardrail and rolled Shh. over. Dude, how many likes did he get? How many retweets? How many comments? Kenneth Hoffler, his video shows him uh, filming the road ahead of him and his speedometer before losing control on the off-ramp and then dropping his phone. Ah! Did he get an up short shot? Or was he wearing pants? Uh, womp womp. I, that doesn't indicate here. They admit they're missing all the important things on this story. How many likes, bro? Uh, he has a criminal record that dates back to 2014. Issued misdemeanor summons for reckless driving, driving with a suspended license, driving without insurance, and possession of marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a winner. I remember when this first happened. Um, what if Snapchat had like a, a speedometer on the app? Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, I'm pretty That's sure. That's kind of cool. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Snapchat. And then everybody started using it. They went, oh, nobody's going to try to show 25 miles an hour. Check it out, bro. Hit the speed limit. Yeah, what's up? Driving safely. Yeah. I remember um, when, um, oh, hell, what was that first <laughs> live stream? Periscope? Yeah, that sounds, right. that sounds like, I don't know if it was the first, but it was one of the early ones. It's one of the first ones that allow you to live. Yeah. yeah. Check it out. I'm at a concert. Remember the concert? You didn't want to go? Jealous now that you got a shaky cam image of the Foo Fighters from like 40 rows back. What's up now, bro? Listen to Dave Grohl. He sounds awesome. Bro. So I remember when uh, the first person got caught with Periscope while they were driving because the people saw her. When she was live streaming, and they called the cops on her, That's which was pretty uh, sweet. Pretty, uh, it was great. Yeah, they like she kept telling, saying like where she was, and well, tell like, me, oh, I'm driving there. Tell me, just don't they have dash cams? What do you mean? Like, you 
have cameras you can set up in your dash. Oh, They're yeah. They're very yeah. popular if you go and watch like the Russian dash cams. There's some insane things that happen on the road. Very popular on the interwebs. Yeah, you could do that, but I mean, that would require effort. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, well, but I didn't just think of it right now. Yeah. So why would I? Yeah, the phone is easy because you could just hold it with your hand while driving and looking at the phone. Yeah, but I think the idea is that if you're going 160 kilometers per hour, maybe you want to have both hands on the wheel. So you're assuming he's thinking. Well, listen. You know, I, the guy had marijuana I, possession. Are you suggesting that somebody that smokes marijuana can't be thoughtful? What? Yeah, that's offensive. People. All right, that is your good versus evil. It's brought to you by 808 Hawaiian Restaurant. If you're looking for Big Island flavor, 2454 East Burnside or 52nd and Woodstock, you should go eat their food. It's delicious. Uh, what do you want to talk about in the next hour? I mean, we've got Wild Card Weekend, but you said you're not watching half the games and you don't really care about the other two. Just the ones that I know the uh, uh, outcomes of. Well, that's, that's three of the games you know the outcome of. Well, two this weekend. Houston Texans will beat the Bills. Mm. You said All the, right, the Seahawks game. Patriots. Yeah. And the, so you're only watching one of the games. Let's talk about that Wait game. No. It's just two games. Who's going to win the first game? You said you will not watch the Bills-Texans. Yeah. You said no, the Patriots will beat the Titans. Uh, but I will watch oh, it. Oh, you will watch yeah. it. Okay. Because you just want to see Tannehill cry. Yeah. You want to see Tom Brady get booed off the field when he gets pulled and Jared Stidham comes in and leads them. Dude, he'll totally to get booed. I'm telling you, if they lose in Foxborough, <laughs> if they lose in Tom Brady, you suck. If they lose in Foxborough uh, on either end of the spectrum, like really bad or really, really close, close, he'll get booed. booed. Now, if they lose, like if he throws a pick six at the end, yeah. like when they're driving, yeah. they, they, he gets booed. If they lose like 24-14. Everybody will just be super disappointed. He doesn't have a contract. You're going to boo a guy without a contract? He'll go, <laughs> dude, he'll <laughs> sign with your rival, man. He'll end up in Indy. He'll come back into Foxborough and dude, dominate. Trust me. Go play for Frank Reich. He's always wanted to. All right, we'll talk about that. How the Saints have already been foiled by the NFL, and the game hasn't even started yet. The NFL out to get your New Orleans Saints. All of that is next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.